Horror movies are more than just empty thrills. They are a mirror that reflects the darker sides of our culture and our psyche. Each episode, we will go beyond the first cut and discuss the themes and topics that hide below the surface. I'm Dave, Professor of Communication. And I'm Vince, Professor of Psychology. Welcome to A Dark Impression. Alright, so five entry-level movies for the horror style. Thinking about that, here's here's what I listed. The first one that I, I put down was Scream. Just because we you need a good slasher movie for that specific style. And I think that Scream, because of the, the whole meta aspect to it, pays tribute to the, the ones from the 80s and that it has a good has a good story. And it sparks a thousand parodies afterwards with The Masked Men and the Wayne, uh, Wayne's Brothers with the, the scary movies. So I think just just because it, it kind of got so much into popular culture, Scream would be one of my, my five entry-level movies. Um, I have uh, Scream 2. Not Scream 2, but Scream also. Not to be confused with Scream 2, the actual Scream sequel. Scream 2. Yeah, I, I would I would 100% agree with you on that. I think it's like it's legitimately a very good film, but then it's also like it's a great gateway into the less tongue in cheek, the less like Hollywoody, more indie budget slashers from years gone by. Right. And um, you get yeah, all the rules and explained right, yeah, so that yeah. you know how to watch those movies. Very clear. Right, right. And so what, um, what would be your number two? Matthew Lillard. Matthew My number Lillard. classic. So my number two is The Exorcist. I think just having a demonic possession on there, especially one that's so classic, like it is a a piece of cinema, not just a horror film. It exists on another level than I think most of the horror films do. Can kind of like Rosemary's Baby, it can stand on its own if you're looking at like the big heavy hitters of cinema. But then yes. it's also a fun, creepy you know, kind of uh, gets into the back of your head and you think about it while you're trying to go to sleep movie. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, I did not put that one on my list. And now that you're mentioning it, I'm kind of, uh, instead of that one, for, for something demonic, I actually went with Paranormal Activity, the first one. Because in the same movie, you get you get the found footage and you get the haunting and you get demonic possession or demonic activity as like this, this three for one special movie. <laughs> Not that I was particularly a fan of of that movie or that series. I don't think it's bad. It's just the, not not my favorite. But I think for entry level, I I would put it on the list for for the possession aspect. Yeah, I actually had two on my list from the same time frame. A saw as that sort of early two thousands intro to low budget but with really good equipment and carry right. use films right. and in uh, the descent which is a few years later i think it was a few years later and the descent was just one of those films that i still i it, it's still one of the first ones i always recommend to people as that deep darkness monsters crawling around and playing with sound i still think about it from time to time and that that sort of uh darkness uh lurking caves tight spaces always creeps me out yeah. So that's why it kind of lives with me. Yeah, see, for a monster movie, I actually went older. I actually went Spielberg, and I went with Jaws. Nice. Just because as as far as monsters go, like this is 
the monster, the music, the the contrast of horror and and summertime beach, and the uh, suggested horror, the fact that the monster's there, you see parts of it, you don't see it in in daylight until like later in the movie. It's more suggested than it is revealed. I went for Jaws just for the suspense, for the the story build up, and the fact that it is. I think it was back then like a family movie. So yeah, I, I think Jaws. One of my Clearly. all-time favorites. Yeah. I forget it's a horror, though. Well, I I think by today's standards, it might not be considered a, a horror movie, but I think it has everything of a horror movie. You have a protagonist, you have a big monster, you have the music, you have the tension, but you always have someone who's like, no, no, it's not so bad, it's not so bad, and then it is that bad. So yeah, I think it has all the hallmarks of a horror movie. But Definitely. I guess because Spielberg is attached to it, it doesn't, I don't feel like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It takes place in the daylight, too. Oh, I know. Which is... Which can't be said about a lot of horror movies. I know. It's very Midsommar-y. Before Midsommar was cool. Yeah, yeah. What else do you have on your list, Vince? So I put a movie, I, I think it's... So it's The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis by M. Night Shyamalan. I put it on there because because it has like good ghost stories, because it was such a big kind of cultural phenomenon with the icy dead people. With Also, I think because a lot of uh, horror movies are kind of linear in their storytelling, and this one had kind of a good punchline at the end that, I mean, you just had to see it. So I think for all those reasons, plus, it's not an especially scary or gory movie. It's it's enough. So even for someone who's not like a big horror movie fan, I think it's palatable enough that you can watch it, enjoy it, and and kind of get an idea of why people watch those movies. So yeah, that's that's one that I put down on my list. What about you? Anything else on your list? Because I got one. Yeah, mind. my my last one uh, was Midsummer, which you mentioned already. That uh, horror film out in the daylight. And that was one of the things that really stuck with me was just how visually stunning it was. And also, as I was thinking about my top, you know, however many horror films, I was I was thinking about Ari Aster and just how important of a director I think he is. And I really wanted to make sure that I included one of his films in there. And I think for me, Midsummer is the, the, the best film of his. And that's saying a lot because I really enjoyed everything else of his that I've seen. So... But would you put that as an entry level? I thought, I mean, I like a lot of horror movies. And and that one, I think, is, it's like fine dining of horror movies. Yeah, you know know what? I I think by that point in thinking about my films, I was thinking about, like, what would I recommend to somebody? (laughs) Like, not necessarily, like, somebody who's like, I've never seen a horror film. Right. So, yeah, maybe, like, little asterisks there. Like, it's disqualified from the entry level (laughs) Hall of Fame. But it is still one that I would keep on my short list of recommendations because it's it, it's so cinematic and it's right. so it's so innovative in its use of techniques that I think it's it's an interesting horror film with a lot of thought put into the actual production as much as the horror itself. But yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, I, mean, I lose this round. We we said that it wouldn't be a top five list, and it is not a top five list, so. I said that you have four, four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. And okay. Actually, my fifth one, I went an, an opposite way. I thought, all right, what what horror movies was I introduced to 
when I was younger. So there's this movie store that I used to go to to rent movies. And you had these two brothers that worked there. Both of them only owned, I think, like black t-shirts and black jeans. And both brothers were big horror movie buffs. And it was an independently owned uh, movie store. So they didn't have to kind of abide by uh, whatever central office wanted to do. So the, the owner had these two brothers uh, kind of bring in like whatever kind of cool experimental or whatever kind of goofy horror movies, and this is uh, the one that I picked, is Evil Dead 2, Dead at Dawn. I think for the whole genre of, of horror comedy, I think this is the landmark movie. This is this is Sam Raimi at some of his best, I, I, from my perspective. Ash is the perfect anti-hero, the man that made the chainsaw as a weapon uh, for a good guy, popular. He kind of redeemed it after the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Having him use a chainsaw to fight deadites, I thought was, uh, it felt good. It felt right. Uh, and just to have a man with uh, a, such an amazing chin make such a, a great career out of that movie, I thought, all right, Evil Dead 2 has to be on my list because it is, it is palatable. There's some interesting techniques, I think, that are used in there. And yeah, it's just funny. Great, yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I'm when I saw Evil Dead two, it was after I saw Evil Dead one, and I was watching it, and I was like, "Is this the same movie?" And then, yeah, it turns out it it is just with a higher production value. I actually think I started with Army of Darkness, and then I went back to see Evil Dead two. I, I started with Army of Darkness too, and I had no idea what was happening. I was like, I like I like this, but I don't know if this is part of something else. And then I went, I was like, oh, it's part of Evil Dead. Okay, I'll go watch those. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, thanks for uh, sharing your not top five, top five. Yeah, and of my course, four and, 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 and we'll come back with more. Not those are not top five, but we'll come back with more lists with a, a different theme of five movies that we would recommend not necessarily because they're the best or whatever but just five movies that we think are good and fit well in that category so stay tuned for more lists break thanks for taking the time to listen to a dark impression be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode rating and reviews make the world a scarier place consider leaving one wherever you get your podcasts a Dark Impression was produced and edited by Vince and Dave. All movies are copyright their respective sources. Music is from Adobe Stock. All rights reserved.